Welcome back to the Modern Day Overthinker podcast. I am your host, Colin, and I had a very special guest from Atlanta. Her name is Kendra Crump. She is a comedian based in Atlanta, obviously, as I just said, and uh, she was able to uh, crack some jokes, and we talked about mental health, of course, and had a really good conversation. It was brief, had to get cut off, she had to go on another podcast, she's making her rounds, but I hope uh, you enjoy our conversation, and uh, stay tuned for more episodes. But I think we are live, so we that's are. good. Sweet. All right. Well, tonight's guest is, it's Kendra or is it Kendra? Uh, well, you can just call me Ken, the whole hood calls me Ken. Ken, you know. Okay. Ken Crump, uh, comedian based in Atlanta. Uh, you've been making your rounds on the podcast. Like I, I've been seeing that, um, and uh, you're just trying to get your get your name out there and uh, and talk and talk, make some jokes. Uh, I'm all about mm-hmm. the jokes. Um, but uh, yeah, welcome. I'm glad you could take some time. You are based in Atlanta, correct? Yeah, I was trying to be based at Rapper the Game's house, but uh, he don't want to respond to my DMs yet. So hopefully he listens to this and he responds yeah. to my DM. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> I need to start just DMing random people and be like, do you want to come on the podcast? And just like, not like just randomly. That's how, I got, my, that's how I got my last guest because he was like, yep, I'll do it. I was like, okay. Luckily, it just happened to work out because I knew people that he knew. But, um, but yeah. Uh, wanted to get on. Obviously, we wanted to talk about mental health a little bit. Talk about some comedy because, uh, you know, you said you did your first. Uh, you did an open mic online. How was that? First off, this is where you have to know uh, your worth. So let me tell you guys what happened. Okay, you guys, well, welcome to the Kendra Crump Show after dark. All right. <laughs> so, so what happened was there's, this, and I, I'm really good with not saying people's names on other people's podcasts. Okay, so don't worry. I'm not going. I don't want you getting, you know, a sucker punch because I said the wrong person name on your podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the, uh, we're gonna call him New York because he's 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 based out of New York. Okay. So New York guy uh, got on his podcast earlier this year. He said, you know, I was great. He said, keep it clean. Cool. And, he, and let me tell you something. A real comedian can keep, can make you laugh with or without using profanity. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, and that's what I'm going to do this entire episode because I know this is Facebook and I know for a fact they will take you down and, and you know, put you in Facebook jail. Okay. Back to the story. So he told me that he wanted to do a comedian a comedy show with some other local comedians around the U.S. of A. And I said, okay, cool, New York, that's that's fine with me. So as months are approaching, he puts out the flyer. He tells me to promote it. He said he was going to pay me too. I'm like, okay, cool, right? But at the time, I didn't really, again, this is where you got to know your worth. You always, let me tell you to all the people out there, you shoot high, shoot for the stars, and y'all negotiate a price, okay? Yeah. Whatever you're worth. I mentioned something about, oh, um, like once it was coming up, I would say maybe a couple of weeks uh, out, I said, hey, you know, can we can we talk money? No, 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 no. The week the week of 
I said, can we talk money now? Because I'm, I'm promoting it, but what am I going to get paid? He's like, I said, well, can I get $50, right? And it was going to be like $50 for like 20 minutes. And someone said, Kendra, you should have asked for $100. Okay, that's really what you should have asked for and should have gotten that. When I told him I wanted to get $50, this is his response. Oh, um, make sure you promote it very heavy. Uh, if, if you can, I said, dude, I've been promoting it on my page and my IG story, all that for the last month. You yeah. haven't been watching. But the way that he made it seem was like he did not even want to. That was too much. Like he wanted to only give me like maybe five or ten dollars to, to perform, you know, and this is also the worst part. I got paid afterwards, didn't get paid up front. So yeah. that's where, again, number one, know your worth. Number two, when it comes to uh, like money and everything else, you definitely make, you don't work for free. You allow people, you get your money up front and keep it moving. They can't, if they can't match what you're trying to do, then you shouldn't try to go forth with them. I had yeah. another person who wanted me to come perform out in Mississippi, right? And I'm like, oh, okay, well, you can probably give me a hundred dollars. And then somebody's like said to me, Kendra, do not go out to Mississippi for no hundred dollars for a day or two. No, they need to pay for the airfare. They need to pay for the car rental. They need to pay for your hotel. They need to pay for your, for the food. And then you can throw some extra money in for yourself. Do not uh, like sit here and that like you are literally selling yourself short. And I'll tell you where that had come from. Right. And this kind of leads into mental health in a way, but going back to comedy, it comes from, uh, trying to get myself out there earlier when it came with, I was doing different business ventures when it came with me trying to do hair. And, um, but I got a secret for y'all, man. I'm a black woman that can't braid. So we got to start a support group for black women that can't braid. Cole, you, know, you know how to braid some hair? You know how to do some hair or something? I don't, I don't know how to do anything. Okay, I'm going to come to you to get, so I can get my dreads retwisted. Uh, anyway, back to the story. I mean, not me. So, so, I, what I would do was I would charge people like, okay, if I'm going to retwist your dress, that's how much it is. And they didn't want to do it. It was mine. You'd like to retwist, to retwist dreads. And I am literally, um, you know, I'm bringing the product, everything. I was going to charge like 40 $50. You know, I was going to wash your hair and everything. But no, they're like, oh, no, you know. And so it kind of depressed me in a sense where I'm like, well, I want everyone to like me. I'm going to try to chart. But again, sometimes it's not worth that. But I will tell you this nowadays, these new age cosmetologists are lazy people and they literally will um, try to, you know, just upcharge you and everything else. But no, as far as we're going back with the comedy show, the other guy I mentioned when I told him how much you know i went up on my prices and i think i went up about three four four more hundred dollars he ain't never said nothing back and so like i said anybody out there who wants to book me again if you're trying to book me and this is a, a nationwide psa you try to book kendra crump you paying for everything that i just listed if you don't remember what i just said you need to go back to school and figure out like yo okay i don't know what's going on with your brain i don't know if the adhd is kicked in go take the medication remember what i just said okay doggone it that's that's it that is unless it's local. Unless it's local, then no. If it's local, if it's stuff. local, if it's where I you gotta pay for my my gas mileage because I'll be dropping, you know, stuff like that. So uh, about one fifty, I think one fifty is cool. You know, just just for my, you know, as well in case somebody boos me. You know, at least I get a little little, you know, little compensation for that. Yeah, exactly. And you gotta drive it. I've heard driving in Atlanta is the worst. You know, there's so many different back ways. Um, 
you figure out it here, out. That is not as bad, you know. So, you just gotta know the back ways, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've only driven through Atlanta, and I was I was not driving myself; I was riding, so it was it was much easier for me. But mm-hmm. um, but that was yeah. I think Iowa to Florida was like almost a twenty four hour round trip. Or 20 hours or something like that. Mm, that's, that's long. That's a that's long, long drive. Yeah. Especially, that was when I was a kid. And it was like me and my brother and sister. We're all pretty, pretty close in age. I can imagine that my parents almost went crazy. Mm-hmm. Not ca- car ride for sure. <laughs> oh, no, of course. And that would y'all, what, did you, you had some nice little tunes as well? You know, play. I, I don't know if we did. They they were listening to music. And then we had the, we had the, we, we uh, rigged a, like a tube TV that had a VHS in it. So we were just watching, just constantly watching VHSs, I think, at that time. It was the small little 12-inch with the with the VHS in it. We have one of those in the in the van. Um but yeah, um I I, I remember my dad just talking like cussing and talking about driving through Atlanta and just hating it. <laughs> I think the thing is when people move out here to Atlanta, they try to either A, start a rap career or yeah. they try to be, be an Instagram model slash love and hip hop. I call it lies and hip hop star. And I'm, I got like another, the second LA out there almost. Yeah. I got, I got another joke for you. Uh, telling, um, telling your friend that you can't rap is the hardest conversation you can have in a black community. <laughs> Really is, man. You know, you know what I mean? People, oh, like I had one person like, you know, earlier today through my IG said to me, hey, like, can you like promote my music in your story? And I was asking him if he has a YouTube account, you know, check out one of my fan favorite videos. Say, yeah. well, you know, if I do that, can, can you promote my music in your uh, story? I didn't even like, I, I ignored that. And I just sent the video anyway. But my thing is this, if it's my, I'll promote for free. If it's good, if you have a yeah. real deal talent, I think you should get promoted for free. But if you are trash, then you should charge the person. Okay, that's the reason <laughs> yeah. why these people out here, like there are some people out here on social media who aren't even uh, good at what they're, what type of business venture they're trying. And oh, yeah. they want people to sit here and, uh, you know, promote them and everything else. And I'm like, bro, like, why are you promoting them for free? They're not talented, man. Exactly. Like they, they are bad business people and stuff like that. But yeah, like I said, when it comes to comedy, you know, going after your, your dreams that you said earlier, you know, I see that you're on all these different, you know, podcasts and stuff. That's what you call, ladies and gentlemen, going after your dreams because you, you have to really go forth in full throttle. Like my inspiration and motivation is number one, getting out of the section eight neighborhood that I'm in. Number two, I don't want to work for the man no more. Okay. I want yeah. the man to work for me. All right. So that's where, where that comes from. Yeah. I know what you're saying. And you, you actually reached out to me. That's the first time somebody's reached out to me about a podcast. Um, every other time I've had to, I've had to find guests. So thank you for making this easier for me. Yeah. I found you. <laughs> I found you off of reality records, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that promotion actually worked a little bit. I thought it was bullshit. So I wasn't sure because, <laughs> you know, with some of these accounts, you don't know if they're real or not. You don't know if their followers are real. They bought some of them, you know, things like that. So I was a little skeptical, skeptical. but it wasn't mm-hmm. that expensive. So I was like, whatever. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, All right. 
yeah, it was. I think it was. I don't remember. A dollar. I don't remember the. Exact, no, it wasn't a dollar. But <laughs> it was. I don't remember the exact price, but I used to do promotion, promoted posts and stuff like that. Um, when I was running my other page, uh, so I respect the hustle. It's it, and honestly, that's what I would do if like somebody comes at you, even if they're even if they are good. If they're good enough, they have a budget. If they, maybe if they're just starting out and you can tell, you know, they don't have money, you can usually tell um, that they, if they have a really good ass music video, they, they put some money towards it or they have a friend that just knows mm-hmm. what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's um, but yeah, I've heard Atlanta has been growing just it, like crazy when it comes to just like rappers uh you know actors they're shooting a lot of movies out there all kinds of stuff and i ain't been in neither one i I remember i'll tell you this i went to a music video at my church it was a uh mega church i remember i was in high school and there was a uh it was supposed to be like the daughter of the pastor she was doing music couple of the daughters of the pastor was doing music and so I remember they had us on set. In my mind, I thought a three-minute video, like complete video, took maybe 30 minutes. No, a three-minute video can take all day. Yeah, it could take a couple crazy. of days. Yeah. We didn't get fed. You know, I'm like, bro, child labor laws. And then here's, yeah. here's the word. Here's and then me. I remember me and one of the um, kids there got freaky in church. Uh, out of Moss Devil's Playground. And like people were like, we were in the far back corner, not corner, but we were like in the dark. And I'm sure somebody saw us back to the story. <laughs> and he, and you know what's so crazy? He's actually related to um, an Atlanta rapper as well. And he would always, this is like during the time, you know, in like elementary, middle school, like kids want to sit here and be popular. So they'll let you know, hey, my dad is such and such. Yeah. My, you know, and, and people will just say that. But here's my thing. Like, I would teach my kids, do not go to school and let people know who I am. Okay. Don't let people know that we were related or anything else like that, because you will have the wrong people try to be in your life for that reason. Yeah, and so he would always like you and hang out with you for you. That's how it is. And that's why when I have, you know, when somebody shoots my club up, ain't nobody going to know who my kids are until they become grown. They're going to be like, Kendrick got kids. Yes. Can I see him? No, no, because I'm I'm very controversial. I get canceled every every month. Uh, Back to the story. So I remember the final cut of the video came out. Right. They did a whole nother music video. We was there for 12 hours. They didn't even use it. Uh, I was off beat anyway. You know, I'm 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 a black woman. I got two left feet, right? I was gonna, you know, I was gonna be a stripper, but then you know, with my two left feet, I was gonna be the first stripper in history bringing home pocket change. You would have thought I was working for a nonprofit organization. <laughs> Wasn't gonna re- really be working. So, uh, are you are you allowed to talk about the guests you're gonna have on Friday, or we're we not gonna talk about? Oh no no no! Yeah, listen, let me tell you something. That man. is unique. That is unique. So right what? There. Okay, so I, I came across in Jacksonville, Florida. There is a I don't know if she still is. That's why I'm trying to get on, get her on in inter, uh, this interview. Uh, she is named Bay Charles. That's her Instagram. She's a blind stripper from Jacksonville. Brianna Blair's her government name, which is already out there. So I didn't put nothing out there that people don't already know. Yeah. And so with with Miss Brianna, um, I found her. She, what happened? She can fight. Yeah, how how you feel getting beat up 
not by a blind person. Man. This woman can fight, man. This is ridiculous. She can cook. She can clean. She can do. I bet she can drive too. But you know what? My mind, like, and this don't like sound so like you know elementary. But I kind of wonder, like, how is it that I know you have different ways of means, but I'm like, it makes me wonder. How do you actually know? how to really do everything else and you can't probably see i can understand when you're if you're deaf it's probably a little bit easier you know but um when you can't see she can do everything she was getting on that pole and she was doing tricks and stuff like that but she literally can fight and uh she got beat up by uh I mean, she beat up somebody, but she I'm gonna and, fight like like UFC or just like fights, like just fighting, just to fight. Maybe UFC. You can go look at the video. Okay. She got she it was it went viral about the blind stripper, Lil Duval, because he's from Jacksonville, Florida, Duval County. Oh yeah. He yeah, had yeah. he has he had posts about her like um a year and some change back. Okay. So and she blew up because of that. Kind of, and, and then so I I ended up coming across her video on YouTube randomly and the guy interviewed her and I wrote underneath the comments and then the guy found my page, like by the grace of God, he found my page and he sent me a DM and he says, Hey, you need, you know, I see you have potential, but we're going to have to clean up your YouTube. That's where the money is. And so it went from there. So I spoke with him last week and I said, Hey, how was, uh, I don't know her name, but like the blind stripper you interviewed. And he said, Oh, Brianna, yeah, you want me to connect y'all? Cool. Right. And so he instantaneously like sent me her number. I was like, did you even ask her if it was okay? And he's like, Kendra, why would I do that? I'm like, People do that all the time. People will take your number. Have you ever had that happen to you? Yeah. Like where somebody randomly sent you a message. And you're like, bro, I did not want this person to have my number. Yeah. It's, I feel like it's worse for women for sure. It is. Women have that boundary more than men. I don't care as much. Um, But yeah. It, Unless that person's a stalker. Yeah. I always, I always ask though, like before I give somebody else this number out, like, you know what? I did not know to do that thing. until a few years back. And I'm glad I remember. I didn't I used a, to. Yeah. I didn't used to. I learned that over. Yeah. You have, you have to learn that. And so what I, what I did and I kind of messed up like last year, but it was like a person who like grew up with my older set of siblings. So it was okay, but still not okay. And what I'm going to do now is when, because the guy was like pressuring me, like, oh, can, can I get them? I was like, oh, hold up. Let me, you know, I was kind of pressured, like, like box into a corner. But what I'm going to do now is somebody says, I say, hey, let me take your number down. I'll pass it on to them type of thing. That's, that's the yeah. best thing, best advice to do. But what happened was I had a, um, I had a, a former manager tell me never ever just up and get someone's number and pass it along without them saying it's okay type of thing and so with that being said I'm glad he came to me about that because uh shortly after that there was these two people I used to one of them I worked with the other one was a gym member so I used to work out with her I used to work in gym and so she had my number and she said hey do you have such and such number and I said and I was like, wait, hold up. This was through text. So I hit him up and I said, hey, uh, such and such, she wants your uh, she wants your number. And he's like, please do not give her my number. <laughs> and he, he sent that text and he immediately called me. He's like, look, that B is crazy. She's stalking me. Do yeah. not, I don't have to, had to change my number twice. Do not give her my number. I said to her, I just said, no, I ain't got it. 
Clearly, I could have said like, yeah. I, I'm not. He t- I, I could have said like, no, nah, he don't want me to give you his number. But you then know, you would have had to hear. Yeah. So best thing to do what I'm doing now, I'm just gonna ignore the message. My red receipts are on for a reason. And they say, hey, like I, I hit you up. Like what happened? I'm like, look, man, something is mentally off with you. No, no. I'm just like, look, I don't want to talk about it. How, how's the weather outside? You know, there's ways to defer the situation. But yeah, shortly after, like I said, I didn't do that. He's like, do not give her my number. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, but but yeah, you know, and like I said, that that also segues, you know, like I said, with mental illness as well. The other person isn't, I don't know, you know, they, they never hit me, hit me back up. So I guess we can, we can roll it for, you know, a little bit longer and then I'm, you know, and everything else. But, um, but no, like I said, she was mentally ill. Like stalking is mental illness. These are two black people as well oh, yeah. who, who was, who, um, I don't know exactly the extent of their relationship. I didn't even know that they had that type of relationship in the first place. I thought we all had each other's numbers. I thought it was cool, but maybe it went a little too far. And he just really was, she was just, you know. Um, the lack of self-awareness. Like, like what, what was that that movie with Kathy Bates, uh, Ma- Mercy, or came out in 1990? She, had, she kidnapped him. I don't know that one. I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it. But basically she had kidnapped the author and she had wanted him to basically change to how the narrative. Oh, I've, I've heard about this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've heard about this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to, I'm looking it up. But uh, Yeah. So like I said, that type of stuff is, is, is crazy. Like, you know, how yeah, you, you can't misery, be... misery is the name. Misery is the name. What's it called? Misery. Just misery. Okay. Yeah, Cause I've heard about it. Yeah. Yeah, misery is the name. It came out. I think in what am I? I think my. Uh, it's a good movie. A friend of mine actually said something. She referenced that one time because she's a big reader, and she's like, she was talking about a book she read, and she's like, I wanted to pull a misery or you know on this author, and she was joking, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't like the ending of the book. Um, but uh. Yeah, uh, like I was talking to you about earlier. I mean, I've the, the with the mental health stuff and the like the the stigma, you know, in mental health and in, in general uh, is not. It's getting better, but I've but like I said with my with a couple of my past guests that I've had, one who wrote a book on mental health in the black community, really emphasized you know how much of a stigma it is and how like it's less talked about in the community and is trying people are trying there's advocates out there that are trying to promote it and you know be more open about it because you know even in all communities mental health and mental illness can be looked at like it's some weakness or some disability um but when really it's very common and a lot of people deal with it and Mm -hmm. uh so, yeah, I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit just because, you know, and bring up that awareness because, like I said, it's uh, something I've heard about a couple times uh, from a, de- a couple different guests that I've had on. So, mm-hmm. gotcha. You know, for me, I started struggling with it in middle school and it was depression, and I didn't realize it was depression until years go by can't I can't tell you exactly when that awakening moment was because I don't remember but 
I remember having a few years ago having to get checked into the mental hospital and I liked it there. I ate three times a day. <laughs> back to the story. So I had, you know, getting checked into the mental hospital and being around people who were just like me. Some of them had a, you know, what was much worse. And I'll tell you what led up to with certain things, right? First off, come from an evangelistic household. So we pray things away. We mm-hmm keep whatever goes on in this house stays in this house yep, yep, yep. type of hoopla so what ends up happening was middle school get in middle school i hate middle school out of elementary middle school high school middle school is the worst yeah okay i agree so get to middle school girls are talking about me black women yo your hair is nappy young boys why your lips so big Oh, I heard that you did this with this person, right? Okay. Then, of course, the guys I had a crush on didn't want me. I remember, so what I used to do was I I dated a couple guys. And so I used to break up with people, like break up with the guys in front of people, right? So, like, because I, to get them first, you're right. You ain't going to get me, you're going to get, because I got got before. So I'm like, I'm not going to get got no more. Yeah. And I remember this one person. His name was actually Guy. <laughs> that was his real name. <laughs> That's funny. Yes. Anyway, so Guy, Guy had, I, I pulled like maybe seven people and I said, Guy, you're cut. That's how we used to break up with people back in there. Like, you're cut, right? You're done. And then, right. then Guy went and told people, yeah, I broke up with Kendra first. Everybody's like, yeah, Kendra. Guy said he broke up with you. And I'm like, yo, ask this person, this person, this person. No, she cut, she she broke up in front of everybody. Stuff like that. I like still that. I still hear about relationships that end where I don't ever know who broke it off because the one person can't admit and they, they want to be the bigger person or the smaller person, I should say, and mm-hmm. say, Oh yeah, well, I broke it off with them actually, you know, or or it was mutual when it wasn't mutual, you know, stuff like that. It's just like, come on, like, who cares? Exactly. Like, exactly. Uh, and and to me, to me, it was it's one of those things. It's one of those things where I literally that is, you know, a mixture of that. So I thought I was ugly, getting called ugly, you know, whatever else it may be. Get to high school. Now I want to be in a relationship with people, like a real serious relationship. Hey, I want to have a boyfriend for every day of the week, right? Yeah. And what ends up happening is um, it wasn't going to happen. I wanted to be have a boyfriend for every day of the week and be popular, you know, you know, as well. And I failed at both. And I wanted to find this guy in school, like the football player. Let me get a little Letterman jacket, whatever it might be, you know, yeah, yeah. show your love type thing, right? But what ends up happening is these guys were only interested in getting in my pants. They didn't care about, oh, she she is, you know, smart in this area. She's this and she's that. They didn't care about that. They did not care whatsoever about the stuff that's that's necessary for adulthood because they're still immature. All right. That's depressing when you have guys who only want you for one thing right yeah and it was just more so hey let me you know see if i can get her to throat me and that to me is like wow right depression yeah. right there um depression as far as with guys picking the 
the school's thoughts over me, a virgin. It makes sense now. And you ain't going to wait. I'm like, my thing is this. If you guys were so interested in investing into me trying to do something with y'all, y'all should have, A, either been in a relationship with me, B, done, sent me some money or something. I always <laughs> had this thing where I was like, I wanted like to date this like, drug dealer, you know? Not like this new these new age drug dealers are terrible. These weed men ain't like like I'm like, bro, like you how you a weed man, you ain't got no car. Come on now. But anyway, yeah. so I had this thing where I was like, oh, I want to date the school's drug dealer, whatever. No, nah, it never happened. All right, let's move on to college. Okay. Move on to college. And I think the depression still was from college to early adulthood, present day. I'm a lot better now, but it's like it was strides. The depression went to still wanting and longing for a relationship. Cause I'm like, I want to have a matching goal set, goal grill set, you know, go to Houston and Johnny Dang and, and, and look, you know, bling blinged out <laughs> yeah. with somebody. And I'm upset because the guys are trash. Colin, they don't get better as, 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 as we get, as, as I get <laughs> older. A get lot worse. of men, yes, a lot of men are trash. A lot of men don't grow up. And that to me is an issue within itself. Men think, okay, she's attractive. I know I don't have my life together, but I'm still going to shoot my shot at her. This is what happens all the time. It's little things that I ask for and it doesn't happen the way I want it to happen. Or it's things like, here's my thing. I think a lot of guys know what to do, how to deal with a woman, all that other type of stuff. But what happens is, is that they... um will do whatever that they want and and want to blame whatever situation it may be you know it's like a list and my list is not extensive you know i got probably 12 things on my list that i won't you know when it comes with god bringing my future mate you know that's what i want you know but like i said it, it, it I'm, I'm patiently waiting and i'll just keep it moving what's going on now when it comes with depression is going after your dreams and people giving you the runaround People literally will sit here and say, we'll have a podcast on this day. Don't even show up to their own podcast. They want to try and charge me. They they want to, you know. Charge you. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't. People are just anything to get money. Yeah, yeah. They say charge for promotion. That's what they call it. I'm like, okay. Um you know, people consistently saying no. It's like when you're going after your dreams, you're going to have seasons of, of good times and seasons of bad. So, yeah, that's what that's what ends up happening for me as to why, you know, where I'm at now. If I have depression, it's, it's literally for five minutes and I shake it off. Yeah. And how did you. When you realized that it was depression, did you share that with your family or did you just kind of take care of it yourself or. Um, a little bit Because you, you said, like, with your family, it was kind of like, we're going to keep things in this house. But also, that isn't necessarily a bad thing, um, always. Um, or is it like, a, you know, this will go away. You're just sad. Like, some some parents treat it like that. Uh, I've heard that story before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was lucky enough to have, you know, parents who are like, we need, we can't help you with this. We need to seek outside help. Um, you know, psychiatrist, therapist, whatever. So that's the route that I took. But um, yeah, it's just it, it's and and parenting with parenting, you know, they don't. It's not something they're really prepared for. It's not really in the handbook. 
um, dealing with <laughs> a child with mental illness. And there's no, um, no, no perfect, it's, it's no parent handbook. You're right. Um, and to answer your question, so when I got, had to get checked into the mental hospital, I had a friend of mine. And you're how old at this time? 22. Okay. So we're 21, like probably 21, 22. So I got, I remember having a friend of mine, I called him my guardian angel. And I remember having him send me, cause like what I would, I still do to this day, I will send inspirational prayers once a week. It used to be twice a week, but I'm like, now it's once a week. Okay. You do the own, you do, you, you read the word on your own. Okay. I just, I, I put it in you, you read on your own. All right. Yeah. So I was sending uh, this prayer and one day he just said to me, he's like, hey, how are you? And I just sent him a long thesis statement and I said, I'm <laughs> ready to die. Like Biggie's album, Ready to Die. That's how I was feeling. Like, I was just asking how you, I was just casually asking how you were doing, but yeah. And I he think. said, oh, he's like, hold on, I'll call you. He calls me. I get on the phone with a um, I get on the phone with a therapist or so like a crisis hotline i did that yeah and they connected me to emory uh an emory location and you know he said okay i'll be on the way to come pick you up then my mom walked by she's like kendra what's wrong and i told her and she's like and i said hey told told a friend of mine i said hey man don't worry mom's gonna pick me i said okay cool not a problem mom drops me off but i remember when she was driving me there she said to me there's nothing that this bad that makes you want to kill yourself and I was like, why would you say that? Why? Repeat that one more time. What did you say? She said that there is nothing this bad in life to make you want to go kill yourself. When I was explaining to her how lonely I am, I was suffering from that. Yeah, people don't get it. Yeah. I mean, if you've never gone through it, it's tough to really grasp the feeling. To me, it's like, those are not words you want to say. No. Like, even if a person, even if you have not gone through it, you just keep that to yourself, right? Yeah. Right. Sometimes people want to say something when they shouldn't say anything at, at all. And she would always tell me to think before I spoke, but she didn't follow her own rules, right? Okay. So mo- moving on for she mentioned she didn't like, we were fast forward present day. She might, she might make a very rude remark. Yeah, you're going back to the crazy house. But then here, here's the thing though, Cole. Let me say this. She has came up to me and says, Kendra, I think you need therapy. Like you need to go see a therapist. So how and you know what after I got I left therapy. I mean after I left the, the hospital. How long were you there for? Three days. Three days. You could stay up to like long as you could stay up was like 30 days. Well I was there for three days. And um they gave me like Prozac, Zoloft. I hated it. Made yeah, me so weak of energy. Yeah. Literally. I didn't take it. Like I could have gone to go get some more, but I was like, did not take it. And then I will tell people what happened. Here comes the people of, they want to tell a relatable story about their own life. Do you think I care to hear that? Can you just sit here and listen? Can we start normalizing not telling your own story when a person's telling their story about themselves when it comes to like serious topics. It's a time yeah. and place for everything, people. Unless they ask, yeah. Unless, yes, unless I ask. All right. So what pissed me off was the fact that after I get out of the hospital, the first day everybody checked on me, 
couple days after that, nobody cared no more. Oh yeah, I hate I hate all you people. But then I realized I'm gonna keep it real with you, right? There's only so much checking up on a person that you can do, um, because that does get exhausting to continuously hit their phone every day. I'm being and it's being real, you know. Like if a person has a death in the family, I check up on that person as much as I can until they tell me, Kendra, thank you, but you can stop now. That's how I am. Yeah. But that's not reciprocated with these same people. But you learn to just do stuff because it's like the right thing to do. Yeah. Yep. Doing the next right thing. That's like one of the mottos I've tried to live by the last like few years. Like, you know, when we got before we got on here, like when I was talking about getting into recovery, that's like one of the main mottos, like cliches that I hear a lot is like just do the next right thing and you're gonna you're gonna be okay. Yeah, and, and I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. It helps. I mean, helping other people, I mean, in turn helps you. I mean, it's almost like it's selfish in a way, but it's not. But um, just because, you know, there's a lot of other people out there that are struggling and there's always work to do. That's for sure. Um, I've even had a couple calls while I'm on on here which i'll return right away um one got one's a guy sponsor i'm sure he's okay i know he's been doing well um but uh yeah it's just uh it's it yeah it's like where do you where do you draw the line as how often you should check on that person or you Mm -hmm. know um should you stop at a certain point or you know kind of let up it's tough to say hey, you got a kind of a case-by-case basis it seems like and you can't get offended you know my uncle taught me to don't take it personal take it with you yeah you know and we all have our own internal issues you know there are some people who won't pick up the phone won't call me unless i call them and i just put those people in the box of i'm just going to tell you happy birthday and send you inspirational prayer you know, there's some people I got. I got. I know this one girl. She suffers from you know mental health. With hers, is bad. She has you know wanted to kill herself a lot. A lot of her friends have died around her, and so every time I talk to her, she never asks me, "Hey, Kendra, how you doing?" Just go straight Just, to her, yeah. and she and she'll she'll run my battery down talking about whatever, but never call to actually check on me. Hey, let me check on Kendra. You know, I know how that goes. Yeah. I got a lot of people like that, which. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. You know, that's why I think as as time progressed, I remember as a child, I I would say, man, I can't, can't wait to become an adult, right? Can't wait to become an adult. Because I thought everybody had their lives together. Then you get older, you're like, man, none of y'all cats have y'all's lives together, man. No one knows what the hell they're doing. They don't. But you know what? You just try to live your best life. I like the golden rule. Do unto others as you want them to do unto you. And that's what I do. Even with me working out here at the airport and everything else, I, you know, a lot of people, you know, they have all these demonic spirits and there's some boring people out there. And then there's some cool people, you know, and everything else. I talk them about it. Give me a tip. Okay, cool. Thanks for the dollar. Peace. Yeah. You know, that's how I am. I hear you. So, were you supposed to be on another podcast, or did they cancel? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll, 
follow them and see what's going on with them. And you can all, hey, listen, you are more than welcome to come on my podcast every Friday nights. Kendra Cromshaw, everybody, is streaming on all platforms. So you are welcome to come on every Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, we, you know, it's, it's actually pretty dope. It's, it's pretty dope where you are connected with other podcasters. So, hey, y'all can reach out to each other and get on each other's page and everything else like that. So any Friday that you want to come on, uh, let me know and, and I'll have you on. Everybody's going to hear his voice on my platform. Yeah. Talking about whatever. Yeah, let's make it happen. I, I think I got to get going. Like I said, I missed a couple calls and uh, who knows what's going on, you know? Uh, so I mm-hmm. uh, got to check in on some people, but I appreciate you having taken the time to be on here and, uh, I really wish you the best of luck. And I'll, yeah, I'll be in touch with you. I'll, I'll definitely be on. I've only been a guest on one other podcast. So it'll be, it's cool to be on the other side of things. So. Yeah, come on. Anytime. Send me an email. Let me know. Send me, send me an Instagram notification. Does not matter. But that works. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, Kendra. I appreciate it. You, got, you have a good night. Okay. All right. Take care. All right. Bye bye. Take care.